Welcome into the Fog.net podcast. Michael Swain here flying solo after KU opened up the 2019 Big 12 season with a 70-63 win over Oklahoma. This was a game where KU got off to a really slow start. Oklahoma jumped out to a 7-0 lead after Brady Manick made a three-pointer on the left wing, which forced Bill Self to call a timeout. But coming out of that timeout, KU jumped out on Oklahoma. KU was able to get their lead to 15 points at halftime. But in the second half, Bill Self said he was not a fan of KU's energy, and OU was able to close the gap, but never made it within four points. It was another one of those close games at the end of games that comes down to free throws. And Devon Dotson went up to the line and made his free throws. He did miss one of his first double bonus, but made two at the end to seal the victory for KU. KU is now 1-0 and in the Big 12. And to me, Devon Dotson was the player of the game. He did a really good job of coming out of that timeout in the first half of pushing the pace. You saw him go coast to coast on a couple of occasions. On one occasion, he wasn't able to finish at the rim, but another he was. And I thought that that pace that he set was somewhat contagious for KU because out of that timeout, he did those two coast to coast layups. And then after that, KU really got out in transition, even if Dawson wasn't on the floor. You saw Charlie Moore get out in transition and dish it off to Quentin Grimes for a layup. And I think that that was all a byproduct of Devon Dawson really pushing the pace for KU and using his lightning fast speed to get downhill. I thought that Devon Dawson did a good job of getting downhill all game. He shot eight free throws, made seven of them. I think that the only area of improvement for him would be the three-point shooting. But again, that's an area of improvement for all of KU. The Jayhawks shot four of 21 from three-point range. That's 19%. And as a team, they are now shooting under 36% for the season. I thought also Devon Dotson on the defensive end was really good. He set a career high tonight in steals with four. And this was, I believe, his fifth game of three or more steals. I think that that's something that's going to be really interesting to watch throughout Big 12 play is Devon Dotson's impact on the defensive end and getting out in transition because he's able to get so many steals. If he's good for, you could say, two steals a game, three steals a game, that's two or three opportunities that KU can push the pace and look to get other guys involved. And especially if KU's not going to be able to shoot a bunch of threes like they have in past years, it's going to be really important that they can get as many easy and quick looks as they can and maximize the amount of possessions that they can get, especially if they're going to continuously shoot threes at somewhat of a high volume while not making them at a high clip. Moving on to another freshman who impressed me, Quentin Grimes. This was a game where he was my player of the game for the first 30 minutes, I would say. But then down the stretch, I thought that Dotson did a really good job, and I think he's deserving of player of the game honors if we're going to give out those sort of honors. But I thought that Grimes did a really good job of taking advantage of the transition opportunities that he was able to get. And that's kind of the thing with Quinton that we've seen this year. It's not necessarily been the most consistent year for him when it comes to shooting the ball from three, consistently getting other teammates involved, or consistently getting to the rim or the free throw line. But the thing that he's consistently done throughout the year 
has been score the ball in transition. After he had that sixth three-point game against Michigan State to open up the year, he then had a 10-assist performance against Vermont. But after that, he really started to struggle, didn't score the ball as much, but then had an outburst against Wofford. And that outburst, I think, speaks a lot to what maybe you can expect Grimes to be offensively. It's those transition opportunities that he was able to get against Wofford and again tonight that allowed him to get those easier buckets that you could see helped his confidence. He then stepped out to the three-point range, made one three, but again, shot a high volume of threes. He shot six of them, but was only able to make one of them. And going forward, you maybe would want him to shoot maybe three or four per game, maybe the same amount as Dotson. And if he can consistently get to the rim, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for him. Because you saw that at the USA Basketball this summer was his ability to get to the rim and act as more of a slasher and finish at the rim and closer in rather than relying on that three-point range. I do also think that that is a byproduct of KU playing a too-big system where maybe those little backdoor slashers aren't going to get as many looks because Udoka or Diedrich, they're going to have their man down there, so the spacing is not exactly going to be there for Grimes to be a backdoor cut guy unless it's on a play that Bill Self calls. But I think going forward, this is a really good step in the right direction for Grimes. If he can consistently, you know, if you can get 30 points from Grimes and Dotson on what, 10 of 21 shooting, I think you'll take that most nights because you're going to get more from Diedrich Lawson most nights and we'll move into his performance next. He really started off slow, a lot like KU did. He missed his first seven shots, but after that went six of 10 from the field and really turned it on in the second half. And the thing that I thought was interesting in the first half was Diedrich shooting the three ball. Bill Self has said he wants him to shoot more threes throughout the season, and he really hasn't shot more than three per game. He shot five in one game, but he's really hovered around that three-point mark for these games. And I think it's important, even if those shots aren't necessarily going in for him, that he continues to shoot those shots, because that's going to allow Yudoka Azubuki to get maybe a little bit more space down low. And because of Lawson's just pure threat of making threes, even if they aren't falling right now, just the threat of him making it will at least help space the floor rather than having to do a side-to-side high-low instead of you know Diedrich Lawson being on the perimeter. Because also him being on the perimeter allows him to take advantage of that, that passing ability that we saw against Eastern, Eastern Michigan where he had those four assists. He only had one assist tonight, but he also did have three blocks, and I thought he did a decent job of protecting the rim when he was the only big in there at the five. And I think going forward, it's going to be really interesting to see how Bill Self staggers Diedrich Lawson and Yudoka Azubuki because he said it after the game, he wasn't pleased with the way the offense was running in the post with Diedrich and Doak in there. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch if he goes to a more of a staggered look where, you know, Diedrich is replacing Doak and Doak is replacing Diedrich and Diedrich can be at the five consistently because that is going to be important. And we saw it when Doak was out was how good Diedrich can be when he's at the five around, you know, with four guards around him, even if that fourth guard is Marcus Garrett, who we did see against New Mexico state, they really did sag off of him. And I wrote about this on the website. 
they didn't guard him a lot like if you watch the christmas day game between the warriors and lakers uh the lakers sagged off of draymond green and, and that's what new mexico state did to marcus garrett so i still think even if ku is in that four guard lineup around Diedrich, you saw it tonight that's when they really started to look good in the second half and that's when Diedrich started to pick it up i believe he had three may baskets out of four so then moving into Yudoka's performance he got off to a really good start at the beginning of the game. He got eight points on four of five shooting, but in the second half, kind of got played out of the game, you could say. After the game, Bill Self said that Doak was kind of gassed and that it was a conditioning thing to some degree, but also that Oklahoma had started to foul him like they did in Norman last year. And that was something that was brought up on the broadcast was that Bill Self had said he was not going to put Yudoka in that position again where he's consistently having to go up and make free throws when it's a one-and-one or a double bonus situation. And you saw that tonight that he took him out as soon as KU got into the bonus and was shooting free throws. He was in there for one time, and then he ended up taking him out. And that's when you kind of saw that four-guard look again. So then moving into someone that I thought had a lackluster performance, I really think those previous four guys that I mentioned, you know, Diedrich Lawson, I thought had a, a decent game. Not a good game for Diedrich Lawson standards, but I thought he had a decent game. I thought Quentin Grimes was solid. I thought Devon Dotson was solid. I thought Doak was solid. And one other note on Doak and Diedrich playing together, they combined for 24 rebounds tonight. Diedrich had 15. Udoka had 9. I think it's also really important to notice that they were able to get extra possessions for KU. I believe they had 12 offensive rebounds as a team, and I think between them they had seven. And that's really important going forward. If KU is not going to make a lot of three-point shots, they're going to need to get as many extra possessions as they can. And tonight they tied the possession battle with OU at 75. So I think that's something interesting to keep watching throughout the season is if Doak and Diedrich can continuously get offensive rebounds. So then moving into what I was going to say with LeGerald Vick. He had another high-volume shooting performance. He had the second-most shots on the team behind Diedrich. And just starting off there, I'm, I'm very okay with him having the second-highest shots on the team. If you just think about it in a vacuum, if you were just to rank you know, the guys that you would want taking the most shots you definitely would want to have Diedrich number one maybe LeGerald or Doak are tied for two and three and then after that you can have your choice between Grimes and Dotson so I think that with LeGerald the shot selection I think was the only problem that I had with him tonight there were a couple times where he had three-point shots that were tough I believe one of them his first three-point shot was with his man right in front of him and the ball didn't move at all. He got, it got to him and it stuck with him for a couple seconds. Then he rose up and shot the ball. Another time he shot a, just a plain old step back three and then another one in the second half. And I think that those are the shots that you could ask him to take less of. He did go two of seven from three, but you could think that he could go two of four if you take out those three shots or maybe even look for other shots for other guys. And I've said this on the podcast before, but I feel like if you move the ball to other guys instead of taking those contested, tough shots, there's a better chance of maybe it finding its way back to LeGerald or to someone else for an open look. I will say I was impressed with LeGerald Vick's 
activity on the defensive end. He had three steals and also got four rebounds. And I'm really, that's going to be paramount for him going forward. If KU is going to continuously kind of be in this too big look, him having to guard another wing is going to be important. And for him to be active on the defensive end is going to be really important because that's something that you maybe saw a little bit last year was he wasn't always the most active on the defensive end. He would kind of float in and out of games on the defensive end. And if he can consistently be KU's second best defender behind Devon Dotson, I think that that is a good recipe for KU going forward. So moving on to some other notable performances, I thought Marcus Garrett played really well again. He got five assists, a team high. And I really would want to go back and look at this. I may write about this as well. I think he's led KU in assists multiple times this year. I think that his passing ability is something that is maybe a little underrated. He doesn't necessarily shoot the ball well from outside, but I think he's a pretty good slasher. I think that passing the ball-wise, I think that that is really underrated in his game. And I do remember that he's talked about this consistently, is that he did play point guard in high school and that he's used to having the ball in his hands. So he does feel comfortable when he's in those positions to create for teammates. And I believe after the game, Bill Self said that his favorite or the best pass of the game was one that Marcus had when he got doubled in the post and he flung the ball across. Um, I think it was to Devon Dotson for that one made three. But I think that that is really important going forward, especially because KU is not a team that's going to get a lot of assists. And Bill Self has said so just because of Diedrich being a post guy, Doak being a post guy, and LeGerald more kind of being in maybe an isolation scorer. They don't necessarily have those catch-and-shoot guys like they've had in years past with guys like Devontae Graham, Sfima Kyaluk, and Malik Newman. I thought something that was really, really interesting to me was the way that David McCormick played. You thought that maybe he would get a little bit more run with Oklahoma kind of going after Doak on the defensive end. But when Dave McCormick came in, he was his usual really active and energetic self. But OU went after him again and again. And Bill Self had to take him out on two occasions, and McCormick only finished with six minutes. Going forward, I think that McCormick is definitely someone that is going to have games where he's going to look really comfortable and really good, like he did against South Dakota State. And then there are going to be games like tonight where he's going to show that he's a freshman and he's going to get played out of games, which will happen, and it does happen. But it doesn't concern me going forward for him. I think he's going to be really good. And going back to that defensive thing, Oklahoma did a really good job of searching for those mismatches within the game. They used a lot of pick and rolls to get Doak switched on to guards. And even though I personally believe that Doak does a pretty good job when he's on guards, he does move side to side pretty well. He didn't necessarily do that as well tonight. Maybe a little bit was the ankle in the back of his head. But in years past, I remember saying to myself and to people that were sitting next to me when we're sitting at the media room that Doak does move his feet well when he gets switched on. And that's something, too, that I want to go back to is Doak getting switches. I thought it was really interesting what KU did. They didn't always switch in the first half. The first time they did switch uh, was on the ball screen with Udoka, the first ball screen of the game. But then after that, they had him hedge on one occasion. And from there, I think they really started to switch when they went to the four-guard lineup. And that's something that's interesting going forward with KU is if teams are going to continuously 
try and attack Yudoka Azabuki on switches. I'm going to be really interested to see if Bill Self sticks with him out there and lets him try and move his feet and slide with the big guards. Then maybe from that, he does get into some foul trouble. So that's going to be something that's really interesting with KU having this too big look and other teams having maybe a four guard look like Iowa State instead of you know a too big look like we saw with Eastern Michigan. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see if some teams are going to change their game plan to try and attack Azebuki to get switches because that's one part of Lon Kruger in his offense with Oklahoma is that they really do try and go after guys if they can using those switches and using a lot of ball screens. That's not necessarily something that KU does in their offense because they don't have that perimeter-centric guards. They have a lot more of the, you know, as you know, with Azabuki and Lawson in the post, and that's where KU's going to get a lot of their offense, and that's where they're going to be able to hang their hat at the end of the day, is being one of the most efficient, low-post scoring teams in the nation. One guy that I thought stood out for a few moments was Charlie Moore. He did a really good job of continuously pushing the pace in the first half when he came in for the first time for Dotson. He did get attacked defensively. And I think that the defensive side of the ball is going to be really crucial for Moore going forward. You've seen in some games where he's been really active and he's been able to poke the ball loose on a couple of occasions like he did against New Mexico State. But I do think that his defensive being a a liability, for a lack of a better word, is going to be really crucial for KU because he really needs to be that spark plug off the bench, the guy that can come off and all, all of a sudden, like you saw against South Dakota, make a bunch of threes and do it at a really high clip. But again, tonight, he went 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3. He did go to the free throw line at the end of the game, and he missed two of them. He did go 2 from 4 from the line. He was also able to get three rebounds, and he also got an assist. I do think going forward, if he's not going to be the most consistent defensive presence and teams are going to maybe go after him a little bit more, that's going to be really important for KU because they don't necessarily have other guys that can stretch the floor. Looking forward to this weekend, KU will travel to Ames, Iowa to take on Iowa State at Hilton Coliseum. Iowa State won tonight. They beat Oklahoma State 69-62. And the Cyclones will have Landell Wigington back from injury. Wigington's a really good player, and Scott and I had him in our top three Big 12 players not on Kansas. It's going to be a really tough road test. And of course, Kansas' second true road test after the first one coming in Tempe. So we'll talk to you Saturday night.